Life Audio. Hey, what's going on, Daily Bible Verse listeners? My name is Caden Fabrizio. I am the host of the Questions with Caden podcast. Do you ever have questions about your faith or even have questions that you feel like you never got answered or you're even too scared to ask? Well, on the Questions with Caden podcast, we ask and answer one question per episode as biblically and relevantly as possible. Questions about faith, fear, anxiety, addiction, even questions about tattoos and so much more. I'm so excited to give you a preview of my show today. In this episode you're about to hear, I sit down with my good friend, Maddie Pruitt, to talk and answer the question, how do I stand firm in my faith? I'm excited for you to listen, to be encouraged, and to learn just how to stand firm in what God has called you to do. So without further ado, here is the episode with my friend, Maddie Pruitt. It's so powerful to, to hopefully help people, you know, get out of their own struggles and to break free from their own bondage and to live a life of, of victory and freedom and, and all of those things. Like, that's so important. Yes, I don't, I don't want to see a bunch of board-bound Christians. Like, I want to see Christians that are free and living the abundant wow. life that God has called us to live. Yeah. But at the same time. It is not just about you. You did not get saved by grace so that you can sip on your hot chocolate by the fire and kick (laughs) up your feet and throw on some Netflix. Like, you didn't get saved for that. You got saved to go and make disciples. What was the last thing Jesus said to his disciples before he ascended to heaven? Go and make disciples. All that I've shown you, now you go and do the same. And it's like, that's so important. Like, you are a part of something so much bigger than you. going on guys today we're asking the question and maddie just preached so let me ask the question real fast because she's fired up i can tell how can i stand firm in my faith and this question is i think maybe one of the i think maybe one of the most powerful questions we've asked in terms of um how our lives reflect into the the world Hmm. because with the things that we're surrounded by in today's age in today's world the things that are happening it really is so hard to stand firm in what we believe in, so hard to um, really be who God has called us to be and stand yeah. in that and stand confident, confidently in that. So today we're asking that question, and we're going to base our conversation off the scripture, 1 Corinthians sixteen thirteen, And it says, be on guard, stand firm in the faith, be courageous, and be strong. And that's going to kind of set the foundation for our talk today and the rest of our conversation. Let's pray. And then we can just go right back to that thought you had because I have so many things. To say about that. <laughs> yes. Do you want to pray or do you want me to pray? I mean, whatever. <laughs> I'm more I'm more spiritual, so I'll pray. Oh, okay. Because you you know the word of God better than me. <laughs> I do know the word of God better than you. I have a mm. master's degree. Okay, wow. Lord, we <laughs> Jesus, we just love you so much, God. Thank you so much for thank you for friends like Maddie, Lord. Thank you for um, being able to have a conversation, God, today that will glorify you that would encourage listeners. Father, I just pray today that you would speak through both Maddie and I, Lord, that you would um, use whatever we say. You would use our friendship to um, encourage listeners to um, to teach people how to stand firm in their faith and to inspire them that they can do it, Lord. Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. would you just come into this conversation, whether the listeners in their car, they're at the gym, they're in their room, God, wherever they may be, Holy Spirit, would they just encounter your love today, God? We love you so much. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Okay, back to your thought about getting alone with the Lord. Yeah, 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 yeah. My bad yeah, for that, jumping ahead. That's no, on me. Yeah, that's yeah. on me. But I was just excited. I know. You know? I know. It was good. It was a really good thought because I think the first question I wrote down for us it was like, "How do you stand firm in faith?" And like you said, there really it, you really can't if you're not like leaning on the Lord, and you really can't if you're not spending time with the Lord. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, like, like even in your life, I've seen, like, when we're all on, like, friends trips or we're hanging out or whatever, like, there's been times where you even go, hey, I'm going to meet up with y'all later because I just really need to spend time with the Lord this morning. And I never <laughs> didn't get a chance because you slept too late. Hey. Uh, and you just, like, have prioritized that in your life. And it yeah. shows in how you're able to stand firm in your faith. Like, even the other day on the – as I'm getting ready to launch um, that thing that – I haven't told anybody about yet, so I'm not, <laughs> <laughs> not going to say what it is. Yeah. <laughs> not me realizing it's it's still a secret. I'm going, how do I say that? Uh, 
on the eve of me getting ready to launch what you know it, it is uh, in 13 days, which is crazy. My mom the other day was like, hey, why don't you just like, why don't you book a trip and just go spend time like alone with the Lord hmm. to just get like ready to prepare for what he's going to do and what he wants to speak to you. And um, I think that's so powerful. And I think so many of us, we need to prioritize that more in our life because if yeah. we can do that and we can do what like what you see Jesus do throughout the gospels is like he went to go be alone with his father. Yeah. Like he, even after he's baptized, he goes and spends time in the wilderness to be alone. Um, I think that that kind of that aspect of being alone is kind of the foundation of how you stand firm. Yeah. You know what I mean? No, that's what so have good. you, what have you seen like in, uh, like your, cause you've been a Christian your whole life. Mm-hmm. Right. And obviously pretty much. Levels. Yeah. There's levels to that. Obviously yeah. like you grew up in a Christian household. So you've probably, like me, had, like, an overall concept or idea of, like, I need to spend time with the Lord. Mm-hmm. But what does that look like as your relationship has become more intimate with the Lord and matured? Like, how has that changed? I think for a while, I definitely, and you hear a lot of, you know, Christians talk about this, but it's it's real, you know, uh, transitioning from religion to relationship. Mm-hmm. I think for a while for me, it was definitely more from a, legalistic religious standpoint of you know I and I don't think my time with the Lord was even like consistent I don't even think it was you know uh, real like it was definitely like say a prayer before bed and and go to church on Sundays you know and Mm -hmm. and wear a cross necklace and I'm good right (laughs) and so or like look up a bible verse before a basketball game and be like to the glory of God you know let me go out and win this game you know (laughs) and like that was the the mindset so I I think for me for a long time, like it was definitely more about reputation, what other people thought about me wanting to be, you know, the good girl, um, and wanting to, to, to appear to have, you know, this, uh, this faith that was inspiring, but I wasn't doing anything to actually grow it. And, and it really wasn't my life. Um, it was just, it's like I had compartmentalized my life. It didn't bleed into every area of my life. It was like I had my faith, which was more of my parents' faith and more of this religion that I grew up in. Um, But it wasn't until college when that part of my life became my life and it bled into everything and it became who I was, not just something that I did, not just something that I heard about, not just something that I grew up in, but it literally became who I was. And from that moment on, I truly just became so thirsty for Jesus. And like, I wanted to do everything I could to, to know him more. And so in yeah. studying his word and surrounding myself with other believers and getting plugged into the local church, um, and, and finding ways to serve and in finding ways to go and make disciples. Like I, I was just so hungry for more and more of Jesus. And I think just as I've continued to grow in my faith, like really learning, you know, what it looks like to walk consistently with the Lord, to keep in step with the spirit, um, to abide in him, um, to be able to, to quiet the noise around me, to actually listen to his voice, um, to receive the wisdom that he gives to understand his word and how to be able to stand firm, which we're going to get into, but to, to be able to stand firm in today's world and what that looks like, not to just have my version of truth, like the yeah. world likes to throw out, but to actually follow the truth yeah, and on. to be willing to go against the grain, to be willing to, uh, say no when I need to, and, um, to, to know what to say yes to, what to walk away from. I mean, just having the wisdom and discernment, which, um, I feel like even the book of Proverbs is such a good place to turn to. Um, if you're in that place where you're asking the Lord, you know, how do I know how to stand firm and what to say yes to and what to say no to and what's of God and what's not of God. Um, I think that that book really helps, you know, give you that wisdom. Um, but yeah, I think for me, it just really just seeking after the heart of God. Have I been able to continue to grow in that wisdom and and in that understanding and in that, um, ability to even share my faith, like even in boldness and encouraged to like go and share my faith with other people, it really comes from being filled up by him and, Mm -hmm. and, and taking that time to get alone with him. So I definitely think that's, that's the most important part of where we're talking about standing firm. That's so good. What was the turning point in your life? Like, I don't even think I actually know this. Um, when you like realize like, okay, this is not going to be my parents' faith anymore, but like, this is becoming real to me. And like, I want to 
like I'm going to step in and actually start to seek the heart of Jesus? Like when, when was that? I know you said like college, but what was the turning point for you? So I came into college with as many questions as I had in high school, really asking, yeah. you know, where do I fit in? How do I belong? How do I get guys' attention? How do I make other people uh, love me and want me and accept me? Um, a lot of questions that I feel like a lot of us wrestle with because we all want to be loved. We all want to be known. We all, we all want to feel like we belong. Yeah. And so I came into college really, you know, thirsting for those things, but looking for it in a sorority, looking for it in friendships, looking for it in guys. And I found myself, you know, just going out with my friends. And even though I, I still was trying to be the Christian girl and I wasn't drinking and I wasn't doing all of these things, you know, I still was surrounding myself with these crowds of people and, and finding myself, you know, maybe dressing a little bit differently, talking a little bit differently, um, flirting with a bunch of guys. And I just remember one night all my friends went out and I stayed back alone in my, my dorm room and this was at the end of my first semester of my freshman year of college. And I just, I had this moment with the Lord where I was like, I, I feel like when I was younger, I used to know you mm. and I feel like I used to know me. Like I used to yeah. know myself. I used yeah. to know why you made me the way that you made me. And I was confident in that. And I wasn't thirsting for it in guys or in people or in validation or in accomplishments because I was so confident in who you called me to be. And mm. I want to get back to that place again. And I, I just had that moment of just crying and asking the Lord, like, I'm sorry for making you this religious figure. I'm sorry for making it all about rules and, and what my family thinks about you. Like, I want to get back to a place where it's you and me and we have our own personal relationship. And so, yeah. um, you know, there wasn't this like big, massive thing. I think it was just honestly getting away from my friends and from the environment I had been in, surrounded um, by and really just taking time to get alone with the Lord and kind of quieting all the noise um, and yeah. asking myself hard questions. Like I watched as a lot of my friends because I went to a school in Auburn and then in high school and then I went to Auburn University for college. So a lot of my friends from high school went to college with me and I watched as like a lot of them started to change themselves and yeah. started to compromise and started to settle and started to become mm -hmm. someone that I knew they weren't called to yeah, be. That's always tough. And so I knew I was at this tension point, right? Like I was like, okay, I'm, I'm watching as it's quote unquote working for them. Like they're getting the attention from guys. They're fitting in with a cool crowd, but I'm also watching as they're more anxious than they've ever been. They're more discontent than they've ever been. They're comparing themselves more. They're compromising more. And so I knew I was at this tension point of, well, I could just do that to also fit in and to also have more friends or to also be a part of the cool crowd. Um, or I could, you know, choose what I really am looking for, which yeah. is a life that can only be satisfied by Jesus. And yeah. so I was at that crossroads and I just was alone in my dorm room one night and I was like, okay, I know I'm going to be faced with temptations and pressures in college that, you know, I don't have my parents here to be like, no Maddie or yes, Maddie, yeah, you know, yeah. it's me. It's me. I'm alone. Like, Lord, yeah. it's you and me. And I just remember being like, I want to be who you've called me to be. And I want to get back to that place with you. Like I was when I was eight years old and I was going up to people being like, do you know our Lord and savior, Jesus Christ, Come you on. know? And, and yeah. I was so bold in my faith and I was so confident in who he called me to be. And I just, I remembered what that felt like. And I wanted to get back to that place. And then from that moment forward, I was just so on fire for Jesus. Yeah, that's so sick. I asked that because I didn't, I didn't really know that, but also because um, I think when we're talking about standing firm today, it really is hard if you're a believer or if you're on that kind of cusp maybe where you were. And I was the same, 18 years old in college going, am I going to make this my own faith or am I just going to walk away completely? Like that was mm -hmm. where I was at. It was like, is this going to become real to me or am I just going to continue to chase worldly success? You know, and mm -hmm. so... I think there's a lot of people listening that may be yeah. in that exact spot going, um, okay, I'm at this crossroads. I'm in college or I'm even older than that. I've just – I'm trying to figure out if this this relationship with the Lord is going to become something more and something I stand firm in mm -hmm. or if I'm going to fall into the other things. Like if they're at yeah. like that crossroads, that choosing point. And so like I just wanted to ask like I wonder what it was for Maddie that like made you go – no, I'm going to choose the Lord. Like I'm going to choose Jesus because you can't stand firm in who you are and your identity in him if you never meet him because you never know it. Yeah. And good. so for, for even for me in my life, I, I was the same way. I was like 18 years old. Uh, 
I was thinking I was going to play tennis for the rest of my life and it, everything crumbles and mm -hmm. I'm standing there going, Oh my gosh, I built my life on a bunch of stuff that didn't mean junk. Mm -hmm. And then I did actually did it again in my life. I did it twice and I had to twice. I had to learn like, Oh my gosh, None of this stuff actually matters. Like, yeah. what I'm going to stand firm in is my identity in Christ. What I'm going to stand firm in is the promise that I have yeah. salvation, that I have eternity, that I know a king who has a promise for me. Like, I'm going to stand firm in those things. But if you never know those things, then it's impossible to stand firm in them. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, no, that's so good. When, I mean, when you get to that point in your life, what does standing firm then look like? Hmm. Gosh, I think you know, for me, it's like, well, what are you standing on? You know, because That's you can so stand, you can stand firm on anything, right? Yeah. Like you can, yeah. I mean, there are people who, who fight for what they believe in, but in my eyes, what they're believing in is, it's not Jesus. So it's yeah. not, it's yeah. not steady. It's not, it's pointless. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it makes me think about that question makes me think about the passage and I'm probably going to butcher it because I don't remember the exact chapter in Matthew, but Give it us talks the about Maddie Pruitt trout. Paraphrase. <laughs> the paraphrase, um, is when it's the talking MPT about paraphrase, MPT paraphrase is when it's talking about in the gospels, um, building, building your life on, on the only thing that is firm, which is our foundation yeah. in Christ. And it yeah. talks about, it, it, it's talking about building a house as mm -hmm. an, as an analogy of building our life. And it's talking about, you know, building this house on sand, um, versus building your house on a rock. And it says, when you build your house on a rock, when the winds and the rains and the storms of life come, your house will not be broken. It will not be shaken. It will be firm. Mm -hmm. But when you build your house on sand, when the storms of life come and the tragedies and the pressures and the temptations of life come, that house is going to come right down. Like it, it, it doesn't have the foundation. It's not built on the right foundation to be able to withstand all that life brings. Yeah. And when we build our house on faith in Jesus and who he is, um, our house is strong. And, uh, it, it even makes me think about, this is so random, but it makes me think about the, the, what is it? The little, um, story we hear when we're young, like the three little pigs, when the big bad wolf comes yes. and it's like, Which one and it's, blow your house down. Yes. Yeah. And it's like only the one that was wise enough to like build the little pig that built his house with like bricks and yeah, had like yeah, a yeah. solid foundation and use the appropriate tools, was he able to stand firm and to be able to stand against like his enemy, which was the big yeah, bad wolf. Off. And free. I think for me, it's like, okay, there's going to be pressures, suffering, temptation, yeah. storms of life. No one, whether you're a believer or not a believer, like that is coming. That is just yeah. life. That's the world we're living in. And for me, it's important for my foundation to be built on Jesus, to be able to withstand those things, um, yeah. to be able to be sure of what I believe in, to be able to stay true to my convictions and values, to be able to be one who's able to profess the name of Jesus, no matter what's going on around me. Um, so I think that's really important to, you know, to talk about first is like, well, what are you standing firm on? What does that look yeah. like to stand firm? Like, what does that even mean? Yeah. Um, and so when it talks about that verse, I think you, you shared it earlier, right? The first Corinthians, um, I think it's 16 yeah, where it's it talks 10. about, yeah, not 10. <laughs> 16 for sure. <laughs> 16 where it talks about like standing firm and being bold and being courageous. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, like that is a call by God for yeah. us as believers. Yeah. Um, to be unashamed of the gospel, to be, uh, to go and to make disciples, to flee. I love that, um, James four, seven verse where it talks about like, um, submit yourselves to God and resist the devil. And then it says, and he will flee he will from flee. you. Yeah. And to me that just shows like we first have to position ourselves and humble ourselves before God and to submit to him and understand that one standing firm means that we have to rely on God's strength and not our own. Like we yeah. have to submit to him because it's not by Maddie's, like how you even said, like even on trips we've been on, how I'm, you know, taking time to go and be alone with God because I'm like, Maddie does not have what it takes to even be kind, to be loving, to be, you know, a witness of Jesus, to be the hands and feet yeah. of Jesus. Like I have nothing to give apart from Christ. So if I'm yeah. not filling yeah. myself up and submitting to him and humbling myself and asking him to speak to me and totally. being able to rely on his strength, like I have no ability to stand firm 
firm in my faith. Yeah, yeah. And so I think it's, it definitely starts there. Um, but then it's also like standing firm gives you the ability to resist the devil. And it says, and he will flee from you in that mm-hmm. James 4, 7 verse. And yeah. so by submitting to Christ, um, you are resisting the devil and it, he will literally flee from you. And so yeah. I think that is also encouraging to to listeners of just like, hey, one, take time to get alone with God and submit yourself to him and um, read his word, spend time in prayer and in worship. And I think you even alluded to this too, but in order to stand firm, like you need to know who you are and you're not going to know who you are if you're not taking time to get to know who created you. <laughs> like yeah. if you don't know yeah. who created you and who you belong to, you're definitely not going to know who you are. Mm-mm. Um And if you don't know who you are, then the world is going to constantly try and tell you who you are. And you're going to find yourself um, in a really dangerous place um, being led by feelings and temptations. Um, But I also think there is like this proactive stance of like guarding your your heart and your life Mm -hmm. and taking Mm -hmm. a stance um, against the enemy and being able to to rely on God's strength. And it says like, he will literally flee from you. So yeah. yeah and that is, that's... that is also the verse that we accidentally stumbled upon today. Praise God. <laughs> in first Corinthians 10, it says, if you think you're standing strong, be careful not to fall. Yeah. The temptations in your life are no different from what others experience. And God is faithful. He will not allow the temptation to be more than you can stand. Mm. When you are tempted, he will show you a way out so you can endure. And it's obviously not like a coincidence that we accidentally stumbled across that, that verse, mm. but I love how you were saying um, really like about leaning on the Lord in these times yeah. of standing, standing firm. Because for me, I think when you are standing, trying to stand firm, like when you are in those places where you're going, okay, I'm going to stand in what I believe. I'm not going to fall into the pressures of what other people are doing or saying. I'm not going to fall into the pressures of like what the mm. world claims is truth and what the world claims is promise and what the yeah. world promises is success. Like I'm not going to fall into those things. Like, I'm not going to fall into the things that the world promises is going to make me feel good. Like I'm going to stay away. Like when you make those decisions, I think you can take a lot of pressure off yourself. If you decide like, Hey, this is not out of my strength, but it's out of the Lord's. Mm. Like if you decide like, I am just going to allow the Holy spirit to do a work through me. I'm going to say, I'm not in my own strength, Jesus, but in your strength, like not on my own two feet, but on yours. Like, God, let me stand firm in who you are. Let me stand firm in your promises so that I can stand firm against the lies of the world. Mm. Like, it, I think for the listeners, it takes pressure off if if you decide um, that you're going to go, uh, hey, instead of white knuckling and trying to come up with courage on my own, yeah, I'm just going to every morning submit it to the Lord at his feet Yeah, and go, hey, Jesus, these are all the things that like I need to stand against today. Like these are, this is my boss and this is the junk and this is the crap and this is the temptation and this is this. Here, Here is all of it. Mm-hmm. And Holy Spirit, would you just manifest your presence through my life so that I can experience your strength yeah. and your comfort and your courage? Because like you yeah. said, and the same with me, it's like I'm I'm not doing this podcast if I, through my own strength, like this is not happening without the Lord through me. And there's so many other things in my life on a daily basis. Like I'm not going to be the Caden that he has called me to be if I'm trying to be in my own strength, Mm. but I can be if I allow the Holy spirit inside of me to do it for me. So that's like, it's what you said. You said, submit yourself to the Lord, like humble yourself before the Lord. It's not just like a posture of humbling yourself and then being like, Oh, I'm like, I'm humbled and I'm nothing. It's humbling yourself so that he can be in control. Mm. And that cha- literally can change your life. Yeah, and that reminds me of of a verse that probably a lot of us have heard at some point, even if we're not, even if we didn't grow up in the church. Philippians four thirteen, where it says, "I can do all." Hey, things how many times did you write Philippians four thirteen? <laughs> so on, many times. Like I'm telling you, every time. Just... No, literally every time before a basketball game, I'm like, oh, "Lord, I'm tired. This team is better than us." Like, but I can do all things. I can but do it's all it's really so good though, if you really think about it, and really the whole even the verses before it um, with, with even looking at the context, but it shows like, Hey, whether I have everything or whether I have nothing, whether I'm in a season of abundance or I'm in a season of lack, it goes on to say, I can do all things through what, through Christ who, what, who gives me strength. It's like, not, I can do all things period. 
end of sentence. It's like, no, I can do all things through Christ who gives me the strength. It's only through him. I have nothing apart from him. And I think that's so important because so many of us, I feel like we just stop at the like, I can do all things. And we're like, yes, like I can do all Mm -hmm. things. Mm -hmm. And it's like, no, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. Like you and I, we have nothing to give apart from him. And, and none of us do. And I even think about, I, I just got done reading, um, about Moses in the Bible. And I even think about him. Like I think about Moses in the Bible talking about when, when God calls him and he just responds and he's like, no, you somebody else. Like I, I don't, I have, um, I have a stuttering problem. I'm not, I'm not the man for this job. Like I, they, they hate me. They won't believe me. They won't listen to me. And God just continues to speak to Moses. And he's like, it's not about you. It's not about what you have. It's not about who you are. It's about who I am and what I have and what I'm going to do. And it's all going to be for my namesake. And so just like he even is telling Moses again and again, like, I'll give you the words. You don't have to worry about what you're going to say. I'm going to speak through you. And then he's like, again, he's like, no, I can't do it. And he's like, fine, I'll send your brother Aaron to speak on your behalf. Like, I'll provide what you need to accomplish my will and my mission. And it's like you said, all we're called to do is submit to him and be obedient. And he's going to take care of the rest because it's not up to us. It's not up to – because I think a lot of people can listen to this podcast and be like – Oh, well, of course, you know, Caden can do it. Like, well, of course, you know, Maddie can do it. Or of course, blah, 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 blah can do it. And it's like, no, no, no. It's not just offered to some of us and not all of us. Like, it doesn't just say in the Bible, hey, a select few can do all things through Christ. Yeah, it's, so should, it's No, it's, it is for all of us. Because yeah. every single one of us has, has fallen short of the glory of God. All of us. But we've also all been offered the same grace and love and truth and freedom and joy and peace and purpose. And we all have the opportunity to accept that. And he wants to use all of us. I just think some of us aren't willing to to go through what it takes to get there. Some of us aren't willing to stand firm because we're afraid of what other people will think of us. And Mm -hmm. I've had those moments. Like I've had moments of not standing firm and of falling short. Yeah, same. In my faith, because I was so afraid of what other people were going to think about me, or I was so yeah. afraid of what it would cost me. Um, but I, I think what's beautiful is as I've gotten older, I've seen, gosh, just the the how much greater it is to walk with Jesus, even if it costs me everything this world says is is great. Um, because what he gives is far greater and not just even Mm. on this side of the world, but, but for eternity, like what he, what he has for me for eternity is far beyond anything, materialistic success, opportunity, accomplishment, fame, anything that this world can possibly throw my way. And, and so I just, I hope anybody listening to this is just encouraged by what we're talking about, because this doesn't just apply to some people. This, it doesn't matter how you were raised, what you look like what your current situation is, how sinful you feel like you've been, the mistakes you feel like you've made. Like, this is available to every single one of us. You just have to accept it. Girl, you better preach. I'm going to throw my water bottle. <laughs> you better not come on this podcast and not preach. Come on. Hey. Woo! Oh, good, Mads. Honestly, like, I, I think it's crazy because, truthfully, what makes Maddie Pruitt Trout special and what makes Caden Fabrizio? This is, I don't have three names, you know. Um, I, I do. Uh, what makes us special is not like because God made us more special than anybody else. Like what what makes what we're able to do cool is because we have learned how to submit to the Lord. Like we have learned that, like you said, there is a cost, but mm-hmm. anything that's valuable has a cost associated with it. Yeah, and so the true value of it's this good. world is, is Jesus, and so I I believe like the people that most people look up to, even the people I look up to, mm-hmm. they have understood that the cost for their life, the sacrifice that they've made, the relationships they let go, the mm-hmm. opportunities that they let the door shut in their face, the things people yeah. said behind their backs, they let all the cost of that, they they used that to to get the value of Jesus. Like they understood mm-hmm. that this cost is because there's something yeah. greater. Like the treasure is not, is not the relationships. The treasure is not the money. The treasure is not the friends. The treasure is none of that. The treasure is Jesus. Mm-hmm. And I think for listeners, when you understand in your life that you're willing to lay down every single thing, even the mm-hmm. good things that you deem in your life is good, 
Yeah. You're saying, God, you can have every single one of these. God, you can have my marriage. You can have my business. You can have my bank account. You can have my future relationships. You can have my children. You can have my schooling. Like if you say, God, you can have my depression. You can have my anxiety. Like I give it all as an offering. I can yeah. guarantee you, you will see God start to move in your life. Because what God is going to say is they're going to, he's going to go, they're ready. They understand what I'm doing in their life. Like they understand the value of, of, of the kingdom of heaven. Like they understand mm -hmm. like that God doesn't weigh success the way the world does. Like God doesn't weigh, uh, how God's not going, Oh my gosh, that Gucci does look really good on them. <laughs> not you know, like, he's not go like God's not going like when you pull up in your Range Rover, God's not going, wow, they got a Range Rover. God's going, where is their heart? Like where, what is going on in their heart? Do they value the things of this world more than me? Or have they understood that those things can be offered as a sacrifice to me? And I think that's, that's part of realizing how you stand firm is going, um, like you said, like, what are you going to build your life and stand on? Mm -hmm. Are you yeah, going to stand and have on? You, no, exactly. And have you made other things an idol? Like, have you made yeah. other things the treasure of your heart? Mm -hmm. um, because it's going to be really hard to stand firm in Christ if your thoughts and priorities and heart is tied to uh, a boyfriend or... Mm -hmm. Um, or to money or to success or to what you, what clothes you wear. Um, but it's easy to stand firm in something that you're willing to die for and something that yeah. you wholeheartedly believe in, um, mm -hmm. and something that's completely transformed you from the inside out. So I think that's so good. And, and I do think that for a lot of people, you know, it, it is scary to stand firm because of, of how other people are going to view it and just the yeah. persecution that might come. And it just, it reminded me. I just turned to Matthew. Um, you better get that it, Bible open. <laughs> and it reminds me because I, to be honest, like I've had those moments where um, standing firm in my faith has cost me a lot. And yeah. by a lot, I mean um, thousands, maybe even millions of people that uh, have persecuted me. And I've said really mean and hateful things. And there's been moments in my life where, it would have been easy for me to change myself or to start giving in and believing what they're saying about me. And I just, I don't know. It's just God's God is just, he's so enough. And it's, it's so crazy to me because the people who seem to have everything and I'm talking about, I've met people who literally have everything, every ounce of fame, influence, money, status, everything you could possibly want in this whole entire world. They have, I've been with those people and every single one of them are like, is this all there is? Like, is yeah. this really what, what life has to bring? Because it's just, it's not enough. Yeah. And I just, I think it's so cool because it, it talks about in Matthew, like how blessed we are. It says, blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when people insult you, persecute you and falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me rejoice and be glad because great is your reward in heaven for in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. And I just thought that was so good of like rejoice in being misunderstood, like yeah. rejoice in being insulted, yeah. like rejoice in being an outcast, rejoice in being set apart for Christ, rejoice in standing firm in your faith. Even if people don't understand, even if people persecute, because great is your reward in heaven. And that's what you and I are living for. Like that Come is, on. that is why we're here. We are on this earth for a very short period of time. And I, I'm just, I'm so like fired up right now because I truly, I truly believe like, and I know some people might think I'm crazy for saying this, but I believe Jesus is coming back soon. And I'm just like, I think it's, it's so easy to get caught up in what's going on in the world around us and what people think about us and what we look like and, and our relationship status and what's cool and what's popping and what's going on. And it's like, what really matters? Yeah. What really matters? Like stop living for the approval of people and start living for the approval of God. Stop yeah. trying to, to please everybody around you and start living a life of holiness and purity and seeking God with all of your heart. Because I promise you only in that, are you going to find true satisfaction? Only in that, are you going to be able to quench that thirst that you have? And only in that, are you going to be able to be filled with that hunger that you have that you're trying to find and everything else? 
And I'm just, you know, it just breaks my heart because I see so many people who, who find that in success, money, fame, all the things, and they're still hungry because it's not yeah. enough because it's not Jesus. Yeah. So I, I truly think like once we can get that perspective and once we have that perspective, like then it becomes easier and easier to, to stand firm with strength, grace, and courage. It becomes easier and easier to live a life of holiness. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in, anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. Oh, yeah. You know what changed like my life, my perspective, was when I started to realize like I'm not missing out on anything from the world because it doesn't offer me anything. Yeah. Like I think too often there you can be a Christian and you can be a believer and but you can still be looking on the outside into the world going, But that looks fun. Mm. You know, or like, but that looks that looks like awesome. You know, mm. and I'm over here like submitting to the Lord and low key suffering and they like <laughs> look like they're having a lot of fun. Yeah. You know, and, and I think what switched my life was when I realized like, oh my gosh, that fun of the world is destructive. Like the fun that they're that they're being offered, it's like, oh, that may look fun, but on the inside, these people are empty and broken yeah. and hurting yeah. and sad and living for a weekend because their weeks are terrible. Like yeah. they are have no lasting joy. They're living for momentary happiness and dopamine. Like they're just living for these these hits of where they can feel good for a moment because there's nothing yeah. left in their life that offers them anything. And when you start to realize that perspective, you actually can your heart will actually start to break for the world. And you're, mm-hmm. You'll actually start to go, "Oh my gosh, I actually have what I can offer them, like the solution." Mm-hmm. Like my standing firm is no longer just about me standing firm in Christ, so I look Christian. My standing firm is because people's souls are on the line. Yeah. Like my standing firm is not just about me. Like this Christian mm-hmm. life is not just about me, but yeah, my standing it. firm in Jesus, my living in purity, my my desire to know Jesus is so others can know Him. Yeah. And I was reading, I've been in first and second Peter and um, your verse in Matthew just reminded me of first Peter four, four. It says, of course, your former friends are surprised when you no longer plunge into the flood of wild and destructive things they do. So they slander you. But remember that they will have to face God who stands ready to judge everyone, both the living and the dead. That is why the good news was preached to those who are now dead. So although they were destined to die, like all people, they now live forever with God in the spirit. And that verse, it's it goes. You go for a sec. You go. Oh, whoa, Caden, slow down. Like that's a little harsh. Like you're saying everyone's going to be judged by God. But the end of this verse is going. But listen, there's good news available, and it's your job to go yeah. take the good news to your friends, the ones that you st- you you stood firm in, the ones that you you let go to the party and they laughed at you when you stayed home, like the ones that you said like this is not what I do anymore. I don't want to live this way. The ones that talked behind your back, mm-hmm. you get to be Jesus to them. Mm-hmm. Like you really, when I was, when I was 18 years old after, or I was probably 19 now at that time, after I couldn't play tennis anymore, I got a job at Starbucks, shout out Starbucks. And Come I on. worked with a lot of people that disagreed with my beliefs yeah, a ton. And I was 19 years old. I had just decided that I was going to chase Jesus with everything I had. Um, I had just got done dating a girl who broke up with me because she, she said she couldn't, she actually gave me like an ultimatum. She goes, I can't be like a pastor's wife. She's like, so either like you, you don't do that or like I think I can't do this. She's like, it's kind of up to you. And so I was like, yeah, we're done then. And so we mm-hmm. broke up, and I was 19 years old working at a Starbucks. Every day going to work with people going, why do you not do this? Why do you think like that? People that literally would make fun of me for being a Christian while I was at work. Mm-hmm. People that would make jokes about it. People that would be like, oh, don't say that. You don't, Christian Cadence here. But by the time I was done at Starbucks – a year and a half, almost two years later, I had people pulling me aside that lived differently, that still actually lived differently, 
Hmm. Pull me aside and go, I've never had a Christian treat me the way you treated me. And I actually believe that there might be a God now because of you. That's good. And when you choose, like in those environments, you go, I just, I'm just going to be who God called me to be. And it might kind of suck for a second, but I understand that my suffering is for more than just me. Like I understand mm-hmm. that the hardship of standing firm, because we're not, Maddie and I are not going to like stand on this podcast and be like, it's super easy. <laughs> like yeah. it's super easy just to stand firm in your faith. Like you just got to, you just do it. Like, no, when you make the decision and you allow the Holy Spirit to strengthen you in it, it will be sometimes a bummer. Like, it will be hard. It will not always be like, oh, this is the greatest thing ever. Mm. But you will see fruit from it one day. And mm. whether that's in eternity in heaven when you run into somebody who's up there and goes, hey, I'm up here because of you. Mm. Or you see it when someone pulls you aside and goes, I've never had somebody love me the way you love me. And I don't know why. Why did you do that? Mm. You're going to see like, oh, my standing firm was from way more way more than I ever thought it was. Hmm. And you're going to realize it's not just about you. Yeah. No, that's an amazing point. And something that I I try to remind people of consistently every time I have the opportunity to go and preach the word, because I think it's, it's so powerful to, to hopefully help people, you know, get out of their own struggles and to break free from their own bondage and to live a life of, of victory and freedom and, and all of those things. Like, that's so important. Yes, I don't, I don't want to see a bunch of board-bound Christians. Like, I want to see Christians that are free and living the abundant Mom. life that God has called us to live. Yeah. But at the same time. It is not just about you. You did not get saved by grace so that you can sip on your hot chocolate by the fire and kick <laughs> up your feet and throw on some Netflix. Like, you didn't get saved for that. You got saved to go and make disciples. What was the last thing Jesus said to his disciples before he ascended to heaven? Go and make disciples. All that I've shown you, now you go and do the same. And it's like, that is so important. Like, you are a part of something so much bigger than you. It's not just about you. And my favorite, one of my favorite verses, my life verse is Acts 20, 24. And it says, for I consider my life worth nothing to me. My only aim, the reason I'm here, the reason I was created was to finish the race and complete the task, the task of testifying to the good news of God's grace. That's why I'm here. It's why we're all here. And that's our purpose. That's our mission. And I think it's so easy to get so caught up in like, oh, well, this person has this, like, God, woe is me. Why don't I have this? Or, you know, life is hard. I want this. I need this. Like, and, and I understand, like, I have those days. I have those moments. Do not get me wrong. I have those Absolutely. moments of yeah. being like, Lord, like, please like show up, you know? And that's, and that's fine. And that's why, you know, I believe in getting plugged into the local church and doing life with godly community because we need to be encouraged. We need to spur each other on. It's why I believe in listening to podcasts and watching sermons and, you know, constantly feeding your spirit. Like we need that to be encouraged, but also like it doesn't stop there. Like you weren't saved to just be this great Christian and die this great Christian. Like you were saved to go and be a missionary, to go and be a messenger of the good news. And you have the same spirit that literally raised Christ from the dead inside of you. And that is not meant to just stay there concealed, just inside. Like that is meant to to go and to be a light to the world and to go and spread the gospel and, and bring hope to a world that feels hopeless. Like we're living in a world where this, suicide rate and the depression rate is at an all-time high like at an all-time high and it's like we have the hope the answer the way the truth the life we have all of that in Jesus and so why would we conceal that information why would we withhold that and it's why it's the only way we're going to be fulfilled here on this earth because it's our purpose it's the reason we were created is to know God and to make him known So like getting alone with God and developing that relationship with him, but then taking that and going to everywhere we can to all the ends of the earth and making him known is literally why we were created. And so So we're never going to be satisfied and content in this life unless we understand that and pursue that. No, totally. I let's, I want to switch gears for a second. It's so good guys. Maddie's absolutely preaching. Like absolutely preaching. I'm actually like taking seconds just to like soak it in for a sec because I'm getting preached to. I'm being <laughs> shouted at right now. Like, how am I supposed to respond? I just, I just want to sit here. And I mean, I'm expecting you to like wave a flag or you something. I'm, I'm muting the mic and I'm speaking in tongues over here. You didn't even, it's like, come on, somebody. It's so good. But I want to kind of switch gears for a second because obviously we've talked kind of about like standing firm, why you should stand firm, how to stand firm, mm-hmm. what standing firm means. 
um, what a Christian life, we kind of like fell into like what a Christian life looks like. But the reality is, is like we're standing firm because we're standing firm against something. Mm-hmm. Like don't just stand firm if there's no opposition. Like if, right. it, if you weren't going to come against something, there was no reason to stand firm. It'd just be like, oh, like there's no winds and waves. You don't have to yeah. have a steady foundation. So the question I wrote down is actually way different than the question that's coming to my mind now. <laughs> I think that there's two, there's two things that I think you have to stand up against. I think you have to stand up against the enemy. Mm-hmm. which would be all the things he throws at you. It would be temptation and those things. But I also feel like you have to stand firm against your flesh, like against yourself sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, because what's actually crazy is we know that both the enemy and our flesh are defeated. Scripture tells us both are. However, oftentimes the flesh is fighting against the spirit. Scripture says that the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Mm-hmm. And it says that we have an enemy seeking to destroy us like a roaring lion. Mm. yet both are defeated if we allow them to be. So what yeah, are some of your tips good. for people that are going, hey, I'm coming up against this kind of opposition. I've gotten a lot of DMs recently from people going, I'm facing a lot of spiritual warfare. What would mm-hmm. you say for those people? Get Pentecostal with me. You better get Pentecostal. <laughs> and mm-hmm. then what would you say to the people that are going, hey, I'm fighting my, fl- like, I'm fighting my flesh. Like, let's be honest, yeah. I'm fighting that part of me. What are your tips for those people? Let's talk about that. Prayer. <laughs> Come on. Jabba. I, I, it sounds so simple and gosh, it sounds so, so Christian cliche, but man, is it powerful Yeah. and, uh, and does it change things? And it talks about it so much through scripture, how powerful and effective the prayer of a righteous man is. Yep. And, but, but it's also, I, I just truly believe it's our greatest tool against the enemy. And I mm-hmm. believe it's our greatest tool. Like you said, even against our own flesh, I think it reminds us. Uh, why we're here and it trains our mind to to get back to that place of like this is what I'm living for um I think as far as like fighting our flesh it's well I think it honestly both go back to that James 4 7 that I shared earlier um submit to the Lord and resist the devil and he will flee from you yeah I think it, it it kind of breaks down those two things within that one verse how one submitting to the Lord uh, walking in step with the spirit and continuing to humble yourself before God is going to be how you're going to defeat the cravings and desires of your flesh. Like yeah, totally. your flesh and your spirit, like you said, is always going to be at war with each other. Like even, gosh, even in being married, I'm like, there are things that I want to say in moments of like anger or irritation. And I know he, same for him. I'm speaking on behalf of him too, that I want to just lash out and say something that I know I'll later regret because yeah the desire of my flesh. But it's like, if I've taken time that morning to read over Proverbs 31, praise God. And I, and I hear, (laughs) and I hear what it looks like to be a woman of God, then I'm going to hold my tongue. And if I'm reading through just all of the Proverbs, I'm going to realize, like it talks about how there is more wisdom for a fool if he is able to keep his mouth shut. Um, and I'm just like, man, that's crazy. Like how even the foolish person is considered wise if he can, if he can tame his tongue. And I just think that that, that is, it's so true of like, even our lives of just like submitting ourselves to God and spending time in prayer, spending time in God's word is going to be able to give us what we need in those moments of temptations and pressures when our, when our flesh is craving something, but we've already fed our spirit then our spirit is going to be able to overpower the flesh. And so I think even to like pose a question of like, what are you feeding? Like, what are you feeding more? I think in the world we're living in today, it's very easy uh, to feed your flesh more than your spirit. I think if you spend 30 minutes in God's word every morning, but then the rest of your day is you feeding your flesh. Well, what do you think when a moment of temptation, pressure, frustration, whatever it is hits, what do you think is going to come out? What do you think is going to lead you in that moment? Probably not the spirit of God because you didn't feed that more. Mm -hmm. And I think what I've also learned is how loud our flesh is and how quiet our spirit is. And I mean that in the sense of our flesh cries out like, feed me, feed me, feed me. But our spirit is more subtle because I don't know if you've heard that where they've talked about how like God whispers, but like the enemy shouts Mm -hmm. and it's like, because the Lord whispers because 
We need to be in a quiet, alone, intimate place with him to be able to hear him and hear his voice. Whereas the world and the world's temptations and the enemy and our flesh and all of those things is so loud because you don't have to be in a place of intimacy to hear those things. You can be doing whatever, wherever, with whoever, and, uh, and we all have them. But in order to walk in step with the Spirit, like we have to be at this place in intimacy with the Lord where we're quieting all of those things. We're submitting ourselves to God. We're reading His Word. We're abiding in His presence. We're praying. We're seeking Him. I think on the opposite side, we have to, it talks about how to resist the enemy and how he will flee from you. Like I think there's an actual action step of like, and I think Ephesians 6 does such a good job of even like putting on the armor of God, which again, mm-hmm. I think goes back to prayer. Like something I really mm-hmm. like to do is like every single day, like, Lord, I am putting on the armor of God. And it's not the armor of Maddie. Praise God. It is the armor of God. Praise God. Praise God. It is the armor, the armor of, of Maddie. God. We don't want it. We don't want it. We really we don't. And it just, again, goes back to what you and I were talking about earlier is that it's not by our our power or by our strength. That's not how we stand firm. And that's not how we fight our cravings or the enemy is Mm -hmm. uh, it's, it's standing firm in God's truth and it's putting on the armor of God. And it takes you through like the helmet of salvation, the belt of truth, the sword of the spirit, the breastplate of righteousness, and all of those things like help you stand firm in your faith and like stand firm in truth and to fight the enemy. Yes. That's coming at you like a roaring lion seeking to devour you. And he's always going to be coming against you. So what are you doing to always fight him? And I think the the scary thing is, is that so many of us are so negligent or unaware or ignorant. And so we're not doing our job in resisting the enemy. Therefore he is having a field day with us. And we're wondering why our life is so full of all of these horrible things. And we're like, God, I thought you were real God. Why aren't you for me? And he's like, I am, but you're not doing your job. Like you're not submitting to me. You're not resisting the devil. Therefore he's not fleeing. He's all over your life. (laughs) Like you haven't followed my, my command. And so it's like, he gives it to us so simply of like, submit to me, be obedient, humble yourself, be clothed in my word, follow my commands and resist the enemy fight the good fight of faith and he will flee from you and like how how much confidence does that give us of like he will flee from me like i have authority over the enemy i have authority in the name of jesus and so it just i don't know hopefully that encourages people and i don't know like how practical that is but i would say one of the greatest ways to start is definitely in prayer i think prayer is so powerful and one of the greatest tools that we have Um, against the enemy and also just against our constant cravings and desires. Um, I think accountability partners are huge. Um, Doing life with people who are filled with the spirit and who love Jesus and who can hold you accountable. For me, um, in my seasons of life, like it's been so important for me to to write out a purity contract and send it to my friends, to uh, write out my standards, to write out my beliefs and my convictions and to know like, okay, This is what I believe. This is what God's word calls me to. And so let me now invite other people into it so they can hold me accountable because I am susceptible to fall into it because I know my cravings and my desires and my flesh is loud and I'm a sinner. And so it will be easy for me to fall into that because like you said, um, you know, my flesh is, it's going to, a lot of times, like it's going to overpower it it feels Mm -hmm. like. And so Um, my spirit is willing, but my flesh is weak. So it's like, okay, I need to constantly have people around me that are going to be like, Maddie, this is who you are. This is what the word of God says. I'm praying for you. A lot of times it's like, we don't even have the strength to keep praying and to keep going. And so we need people who can help us keep going and who can pray for us when we feel weak. And so I think having accountability is huge. Being plugged into the local body, um, the church, I think is really, really important to like doing life with people, um, being a part of a church and serving, um, giving back. Those are all really good ways in just standing firm and fighting against the temptation that the enemy brings and also that just our flesh brings. So good. That was amazing. I, I, uh, I love how you said like resist the devil and he will flee. Um, in Matthew four, Jesus goes into the the wilderness and is Mm. tempted by Satan. And, uh, every time, how does he tell the the devil to flee? Is he quotes scripture, yeah, and amen. he quotes the words of God. And so, like, mm-hmm. I would say for people to answer my own question, I would say to fight <laughs> both. Yeah, um, Maddie said prayer, and I would say one million percent. Um, I would also say get in the Word, 
Yeah, absolutely. Like, the book called the Bible is not just a book. Like it is an alive word of God that will speak to you, that will permeate in your heart, that will renew your mind so that when you are in those moments, you can begin to speak scripture. Because what you have to understand is that scripture is not just scripture. It is the words of God. Mm-hmm. Like it is literally, you're going, people are going all the time. I need a word from God. Well, there's a book full of them. Yeah. If you would just get in the word, you could actually get a word mm. from God because so true. when Jesus is tempted and the Bible says that Jesus was tempted in all the ways that we are, but mm. never sinned yeah. because he always had the, the words of God, his father of himself in his mind, mm-hmm. renewing his mind and allowing him yeah. to live in that truth. So I would encourage everybody, after you've done all the amazing tips Maddie has told you to do, make sure that you are in the Word, like reading. Mm-hmm. We have a friend, um, Tracy Campbell, and Maddie knows Tracy, and I'll shout. We, actually, he was just on the podcast last episode, guys. You met him. And uh, <laughs> he is – we make fun of him all the time. We call him the walking Bible because the other day we were, like, out with a bunch of friends waiting up with some friends to get dinner. And as we're waiting, he just pulled out his phone and started reading Scripture. Mm-hmm. And it, I, we we dogged on him because we were like, what are you doing? But we understood what he was really doing is if Tracy understands, and I think if more listeners could understand, if what I'm focusing on most in my life, if the yeah. words permeating through my mind most are from God, mm-hmm. temptation will flee, yeah. the devil will flee, the feeling of insignificance in my life will flee, the lies will flee. I'll just yeah. walk in truth. I'll walk in fullness. I'll walk in freedom. I'll understand who I am. And I will actually not just be somebody that's going to get away from me, devil, but somebody that yeah. the enemy is literally terrified of. Mm. Like if your life could be a life that actually shakes the gates of hell, that the enemy goes, I'm actually not going to go like mess with Maddie today because I don't have that in me. <laughs> like yeah. I can't take another L. I can't take another one on the chin. Mm. Your life could be that if you spend time in prayer, if you spend time in uh, in the word of God, if you spend time um, with people that, like Maddie said, speak life and truth into you, um, there's these yeah. practical tips that you, you really can do. I saw you open your Bible. What you got? No, it, I just turned to the verse that you literally spoke to, but I, I just wanted to, to read the whole thing. Do it. Um, Romans 12, 2. And, I, and this is powerful because we're talking about standing firm, a.k.a. being set apart, um, a.k.a. looking like Jesus in today's world. Yeah. And it, it talks about it so plainly in God's word, as you're talking about, know the word of God. Um, and it talks about renewing your mind. It says in, in Romans 12 two, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is his good, pleasing and perfect will. So it's saying, don't do this. Don't look like everybody else. Don't conform to what everybody else is doing. How do you do that? By renewing your mind, which is by the word of God, fixing your mind on Christ, having the mind of Christ. And then it says, then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. Like, how how do you live a life worthy of the calling he's giving you? How do you walk out God's will and God's best for your life? Like, he gives it for you just, like, so plainly. And I think that's that's so powerful, just, yes, the word of God. And, and even as we were talking about the armor of God, like the sword of the spirit, it's our it's our only, off, like, offensive weapon um, that we have when we talk about the the armor of God is this is this sword which is talking about the word of God and you used it literally when you were talking about how Jesus was tempted by the enemy in the wilderness and how that was his response every time the enemy hit him with a lie he responded with the truth every time the enemy hit him with oh you can't do this. this is not who you really are if you really were God if you really were that if you really like then do you know and it's like he just respond he kept responding with the truth And it's like, if that's really how we lived our life, every single time we were tempted, every single time we heard a lie, we turned to the word of God and we reminded ourselves of the truth. Every time we heard a lie that says, you're not good enough, you don't have what it takes, you're not capable, you're not worthy. All these lies that the enemy constantly just hits us with and that the world even constantly, you know, hits us with. It's like, well, what does God's word have to say? And even sometimes our feelings contradict. Like I even have feelings sometimes that's like, I don't feel... I don't feel pretty enough. I don't feel good enough. I don't feel like I fit in. I don't, I'm like, what's the purpose? What's the purpose of me going and writing a book? Like there's already a trillion books out there. What's the purpose of me getting on a podcast? There's already, and it's like, when I get hit with those lies, it's like, wait, let me turn to the word of God. And what does the word of God have to say? And so I think that's, I'm really glad you said that because yes, like the word of God and it's alive and it's active. It's not just a book that was written thousands of years ago, just to stay thousands of years ago. Like it is, it is alive and active today. And 
Yes. And it's, and it's full of just like the truth and the way, and like, here, here's the way to everlasting life. Here's the way to, to walk out God's will and God's best yeah. for you. I think um, a lot of people are so like, good. a lot of people think like, Hey, I just wish God would have been like more clear or left like a roadmap on like how we could stand firm or what it looks like. And Maddie and yeah. I are telling you it's in scripture. Like mm-hmm. you, you can dissect scripture and walk through scripture and it is literally yeah. a roadmap to how to do this Christian life, how to have intimacy with the Lord, how to have a relationship with him. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved how you, you said you brought up the, the verse Romans 12 too, because um, I think so much of this Christian life is about the mind. Like so much of, of this Christian life is about renewing your mind, protecting your mind, like putting on yeah. the helmet of salvation that can protect mm-hmm. your mind. Mm-hmm. Um, because you, as you said earlier in the podcast, like depression, suicide, anxiety mm-hmm. are at an all time high. And yeah. I, I think I truly have started to come to the conclusion that I think the enemy is attacking people's mental state because he understands where salvation rests. And I think mm. it rests in our mind. That's good. Like it, it's an awareness and an understanding of the Holy Spirit and what Jesus did on the cross that actually releases you into the fullness and freedom of a life with Jesus. But it mm-hmm. all comes down to your mind. And so for like a lot of listeners, I would encourage you, and I, I'm always telling them, you listeners to do this, like, Learn to renew your mind. Learn what that mm-hmm. looks like to walk with Jesus. Like Maddie said, to have the mind of Christ consistently mm-hmm. because then the enemy will flee from your mind mm-hmm. and allow you to walk in what God has, has called you to walk in yeah. and stand firm against the enemy, yeah. against your flesh, um, against anything else that comes against you for real. That's so good. And, and, and I want everyone to know like you're not the only one who feels or who hears those lies. Like every yeah, single one of us, it, we're all going to be tempted. We're all going to hear the lies, but it's up to us to where the lies go from there and yeah. to where we let our mind so go. Like we're going to hear it, but what if it just stopped like here and it didn't mm-hmm. get here? Like what mm-hmm. if it stopped at our ears and didn't get to our actual mind and we heard it, but we took captive those thoughts and we just, we replaced it with the truth. And so it's like, Hey, when you hear those lies, the first action step I want you to do is to go to the word of God and be like, does this align with what God says? Does this align with what God says about me and with what God says about this life and with what God says about this world and align it with scripture and then pray like, I, yeah. and then bring somebody else in on it. But I think for me, like, yes, I fully agree with you. Like it, because I think a thought is what turns into a belief. For and sure. so I do think yeah, it starts sure. in our mind and why it's so important to have the mind of Christ, why it's so important to constantly renew our thoughts. And it even says in scripture, as a man thinketh, so is he. Mm-hmm. And it shows me like, wow, we really, we really are what we think about. We really are what's in our mind. Like we yeah. really become yeah. that. So I think that's so powerful. And, and, and it just goes to show, like you said, where the enemy, how the enemy has been targeting us. I mean, for so long, just attacking, attacking our minds. No, absolutely. I'm pulling up the verse right now because I want to read it, um, and then we'll close. We've been talking for an hour and ten minutes. I think we could probably go all day. And I know you got a meeting. Sydney was very clear. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, this verse says. Actually, let me change the change the translation because not a fan of that one. Uh, it says, "We destroy every proud obstacle that keeps people from knowing God. We capture their rebellious thoughts and teach them to obey Christ." This is not the verse that I wanted to pull up. Give me a second. Wow, what translation is this? That was the NLT, but it was not the right verse. I'm struggling with verses today, Mads. What's going on? You are. It's fine. Give me a second. I thought Still it was accept you. Thank you. That's why I need friends like you. <laughs> I can give more verses while, while you're waiting if you want. Yeah, go ahead. Throw them around. <laughs> well, my coffee mug says stand firm, right? Yeah. And on, on the back, it says 1 Corinthians fifteen fifty eight. Hey. It says stand firm, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. I mean. So good. My coffee mug is preaching. I cannot find this verse. Are you looking for captivate every thought and align it with? Yeah, I thought it was in Second Corinthians, isn't it? You know, I I thought it was First First Corinthians. <laughs> that could be my problem. I could be in the wrong Corinthians. Um, I'm not sure. I found it. Let me read that. Woo! Um, so it's in Second Corinthians ten three through five. It says, uh, 
For though we walk in the flesh, we are not waging war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh, but have divine powers to destroy strongholds. Come on, somebody. We destroy arguments and every lofty opinion raised against mm-hmm. the knowledge of God and take every thought captive to obey Christ. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love that verse because, again, it's the battle of the mind. It's, again, mm-hmm. the battle of this even says it. It's not a, it, It's not even against flesh as much as it is against the mind. If you can battle the mind and win the war in your mind, you can win the war over your flesh and over your spirit. Mm-hmm. And so, um, yeah, I just want to encourage listeners with maybe that's even our last thought of just like, hey, um, the world is huge. Our last, maybe this is our last thought. And it's, it's, um, it's the thought that the world is, it, the world is massive on like, um, self-help and the world is massive on, um, self-care and the world is massive on getting your mind right by doing all these things. And a lot of them are there. They, they, they spew love yourself and you need to find yourself and, some of that may be true, but I, I really believe that what you need to do is you need to discover Jesus. You need to love Jesus. And I think out of loving Jesus and discovering Jesus, you'll find how to love yourself. You'll find how to help for yourself. Sure. And you'll find that that help and that that self-help that we're looking for really doesn't come from self, but it comes from, mm. from Holy Spirit. So, mm. Maz, do you have any, anything else to add? No, so good uh, that I mean that First Corinthians fifteen fifty eight that I just read earlier in a different translation. I just want to leave it at this. It says, "Stand firm. Let nothing move you. Let nothing move you. Always give yourselves fully to the work of the Lord, because you know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain." I just think that's so powerful and sums up a lot of what we were talking about and just living for the Lord, um, going against the grain, living for something bigger than yourself. Um, making it all about Jesus. So, so good. I really, really enjoyed this conversation. It's powerful. It's encouraged me. And I know it's going to encourage a lot of people. Well, there you have it. There's the episode. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you were encouraged. I hope that you had a lot of fun. And I hope, honestly, that you're interested in listening to more. So to discover more about Questions with Caden, to check out more episodes, um, you can go to the show notes down below or just search Questions with Caden on your favorite podcast app. We have tons more episodes, episodes where we ask questions like, will I ever not be anxious? How do I make friends? Is my religion hurting me? And so much more. You can also follow me on Instagram at Caden.Fabrizio, where I announce updates share behind the scenes footage, daily encouragement videos, and tons of more content. Before I go, I just want to encourage you with one last thought. Jesus is not afraid of our questions. He's not afraid of our concerns. He's not afraid of the things that we've never got answered. If anything, he wants you to ask those questions so that we can begin to build a deep, intimate relationship with the creator of the universe, the one who loves you like no other. So, Keep asking questions, keep being curious with your faith, and keep desiring to know Jesus. Thanks so much for listening. Have an amazing day. This, this is my skyship dreamer. My cargo is stories, and our destination, dreams. With Abide Sleep Stories for Kids, you can help your children fall asleep fast and learn about God. To find these kids' bedtime stories, go to lifeaudio.com. Or search your favorite podcast app for Abide Stories for Kids. You can also download the Abide app for more biblical meditations at abide.com.